0: You're a monster! Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. I know, y'all are sitting here going, is that who I think it is? Is Devin back? And that is correct guys, you've got your host Devin tonight, coming in with a little uh, monster news, talk about some of week 2 football, do a little bit of recap. I have a, uh, a big thing I want to talk about that uh, has been weighing in on me, that uh, me and pretty much everyone who knows me has got to hear about. And then we're going to kind of, you know, just do like a little two minute drill like uh, Caleb did, just kind of talking about everything that happened in week two. And then I'm going to talk about some possible waiver wire pickups um, that I'm looking at for week three, try to help get you guys a jump on this. But first off, we're going to start with the uh, Monster News. First things first, if anybody watched the Monday night games tonight, pretty scary moment during the Tennessee Buffalo game. Cornerback Dane Jackson. Um, went in and tackled Traylon Burks and ended up getting speared basically by his own teammate Tremon Edmonds, and um, they brought an ambulance on the field. Luckily, they've got him at the hospital, and they are saying he can you know fill and move his extremities. So you know that's definitely a great thing to be able to hear. As I was uh, scrolling through Twitter looking at stuff on it, Ryan Shazier you know posted something about it, and it just brought me back to that injury. And I mean, th- this one was pretty brutal. Um you know, if uh, if you want to see it, I mean, it's definitely out there, but it's not for the faint of heart. It was, uh, it was a pretty brutal hit, and, you know, glad to hear that he's able to, you know, at least move stuff, and he, you know, at this point doesn't look like he's paralyzed or anything like that. So, you know, definitely praying for his recovery and for, you know, his teammates and his family right now through that because, you know, it's definitely going to be a troubling time. The other big monster news, this week in football, we had Tampa playing the Saints. And we all know Evans and Lattimore seem to always want to go at each other. Um, There was a little bit of a scuffle near Brady. Evans came up, pushed him, kind of got into a tussle. They both got uh, ejected from the game. And NFL has thrown the band hammer down for at least one game. Looks like Evans will be out for one game. Um, This is multiple infractions from him on you know fighting and doing stuff like this I get he was just kind of protecting just heat of the moment. The guys love the game You know, we know both of them are great athletes at their position Um, But I'm kind of interested to know what you guys think about that situation But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and we're gonna hop into a uh, kind of two-minute recap here Um, So obviously on Thursday night, um, we had the Chargers Chiefs game, Uh, you know, with the Chargers not having uh, Keenan Allen, we, you know, kind of expected that we're going to have to rely on some other young guys. And, um, you know, Gerald Everett, um, if you don't have him yet, I'll go ahead and use him as one of my waiver wire guys early on here. Go grab him. Uh, The tight end position, I mean, we've got guys like Kyle Pitts, who even I drafted in the third and fourth round in some drafts, who has 38 yards on four targets through two weeks now. Um, So, you know, definitely go out there. If Everett's available, he's going to be a great option continuing to go forward. Uh, It looks like uh, Herbert is really, you know, trusting in him. But kind of the same thing in that game. We uh, we had Herbert. You know, he kind of got speared towards the end of the fourth and um, had some rib issues. Still came out with a huge, you know, throw to be able to throw it downfield and then score a touchdown to bring it back in with three. But uh, definitely a scary moment for them. And we're going to see it, sounds like they are saying um, uh, deal with the cartilage in his ribs. So um, right now they're saying it looks like he'll play week three, but you know, we'll definitely have to see how that one pans out. Kansas City I felt like kind of got away with a couple um we had one interception which I feel still could have been called an interception um did hit the ground however the hand is under it the whole time does not look like the ground causes it to move I felt like he had control another one um the wide receiver threw down one of the corners Ball was intercepted. They called defensive pass interference, took the interception away. Felt like the Chiefs got very lucky in this one. I'm definitely interested to see that rematch. Uh, It was exactly what we expected, though. It was a good game. You know, there was some good defense, some good offensive plays. On to our next game, we had the Baltimore Miami game. And if you were watching that game early on, Baltimore had a just commanding lead. Tyreek Hill at one point was in the tent, hurt, you know, didn't know how it was going to end. Then you get into watching the game and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle go and do something no one else has done. Um, 190 yards from Hill, 171 yards from Waddle, both with two touchdowns apiece. No teammate wide receivers have ever went over two touchdowns and 150 yards apiece in a game. That brought Tua to 469 yards and six touchdowns. Um, he did throw two interceptions, but had a huge game. Uh, fantasy and just, you know, regular six touchdowns, 469 yards. I think he's really trying to show those uh, doubters, you know, that he is the guy. You know, he, he's he's definitely stepped up to the plate this year. And I, I really like to see, you know, what he's doing. And that's a very high-powered offense. And it's, it's, I think it's just going to continue to be that way. They've got a pretty strong defense as well. Miami might be a team here to, you know, keep an eye out on. We had the uh, Jets Cleveland game, and if you did not watch that one, man, was the ending something? Cleveland up um, at one point. Uh, Nick Chubb comes in with two minutes left, rushes in for a touchdown. His, I believe, uh, hat trick. It was his third touchdown of the day. You know, he had a pretty good stat line: eighty-seven yards, three touchdowns. And uh, if he would have uh, if he would have pulled up short and stopped the clock at the you know the goal line, they could have kneeled it out and won the game. But, I mean, they were up by two touchdowns already. He didn't think he needed to. That put him up. He goes, and they come down and have a – Flacco has a huge game, 307 yards, four touchdowns out of Flacco. But he has a huge throw downfield. I believe that was the one to Corey Davis for the touchdown. Maybe it was the Garrett Wilson one. Got him a little mixed up there. But they come up, have a huge play. Come out, do an onside kick. Sure enough, if they don't recover it, they come down <laughs> the Jets beat the uh, Browns 31-30. to Definitely not one I expected. Um, another really good game this week was the Washington-Detroit game. We had, uh, you know, Wentz is, Wentz is airing it out. And he's kind of showing to everybody that he is the guy, you know. I mean, he uh, he had 337 yards, three touchdowns, did have an interception and a fumble. But, I mean, he's playing good ball. But, man, Detroit right now. That offensive line is just making holes left and right for Swift. Swift, We're seeing multiple 50 yard runs every week so far from him. But the big one, man, wide receiver one right now, it's looking, I mean, in Amon Ross, St. Brown. You know, we all kind of thought, you know, DJ Chark and some of these other guys coming in, you know, we're going to make a difference and make St. Brown not really be as relevant. But DJ Chark, 0 for 4 in this game to where you've got two carries for 68 yards and then nine receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns for St. Brown. I mean, he's really just stepping up to the plate, but then going back to Washington once again, um, and then another waiver target here. If you still haven't grabbed him after week one, what are you doing? But Jahan Dodson, man, again, four for five, you know, he got four of the five thrown his way, 59 yards, a touchdown and a two point conversion. He's definitely becoming a favorite target. Of Carson Wentz and he's definitely someone that you're going to want to add to that team um the Indy uh Indy Jacksonville game we're going to skip that one it's going to be the last one I talk about obviously you guys know I'm Colts fan so you'll know that there I've got a lot to say about that one the Tampa New Orleans game was a defensive battle I mean just back and forth defense not a lot of offense I mean Brady only had 190 yards Winston had 236 but he did throw three interceptions um Definitely, as they started kind of coming back, you know, it was that's what it kind of came down to was just Tampa's defense. And that's what it's kind of already been this whole year. It's been Brady is almost he doesn't look Brady. I don't know if it's this whole, you know, his, you know, Giselle thing or what, but he just doesn't look like himself. Um, But going into another waiver target, I'm going to go ahead and hit you guys with here was Perryman. Um, Like I just said earlier at the beginning of this podcast, we don't have Evans next week. Julio is possibly still out. We also still don't have Godwin who, you know, he's going to have to have somebody to throw to Perryman this week. You know, he did catch three of the five, uh, thrown his way for 45 yards and a touchdown. So he might be the guy to continue going to. Also, you go back to, uh, new Orleans, Michael Thomas, you know, still balling out, you know, another touchdown this week. That brings him to, I think three on the year already. Uh, so he is kind of getting back in form, Um, Winston, I believe they said did have some back issues in this game. So you got to factor that in. Um, I know no one cares about air yards. Um, you know, basically it's the, what the ball traveled to a receiver, but Chris Olave apparently was at like 400 some air yards in this game. Obviously he only ended up with 80 actual yards. So it's a useless stat. The Carolina Giants game, the Panthers, uh, and Baker still are not clicking the way they want. I feel that whole offense. Uh, I, I feel like, um, Matt Rule maybe just doesn't know what to do with them. Um, McCaffrey, you know, did eclipse 100 yards in this one on 15 carries, but still only four receptions in that receiving game. And we guys, we know that's where McCaffrey really shines. And I don't know if that's something with him and Baker or if that's just the play calling still. Um, But then you've got the 2-0 Giants now. I mean, that's a surprising one. They've got to be, in my opinion, the worst 2-0 team out there right now. Um, Barkley with another decent game, you know, 72 yards. But still, just there there wasn't a lot that happened in this one. Um, DJ Moore did finally get a little more involved, so that was good to see. Um, Another kind of shocker to people was the uh, New England-Pittsburgh game. Um, New England came out and won that one, you know, 17-14. Mac Jones uh, had an interception but had a decent game. But the big big story in this one, um, if you watch all the headlines, if you watch the game everyone you know called out the patriots for their first round pick in cole strange um coming out of um chattanooga state in the first round and he was an absolute animal in this game he had some of the best blocking that i've seen in a long time he was just he was all over it. he helped with the run game um you know they were able to get you know going pretty well in that run game and just you know he was able to buy more time for Mac which was really needed from him and so it was really good to see him you know kind of silence everyone uh I I really like to see what he did Najee was still was kind of you know surprising that he even played but you know he did end up with 89 all-purpose yards um still kind of you know want to see a little more out of that Another big news, I guess this should have been in the monster news as well, and I totally forgot with everything else that happened, especially with that injury tonight, but the San Francisco game, second or third play of the game, Trey Lance goes down, ankle injury, carted off the field in an air cast, has surgery. He's done for the season. So it seems like San Francisco paying that big money to Garoppolo to be the backup worked out in their favor because they're definitely – going to need him the rest of the year and he came out and he you know he played pretty well um 154 yards uh one touchdown four carries five yards and a touchdown um you know he stepped into the plate like I said I I think he's really going to do well um any of you Brandon Ayuk owners um I think with Trey Lance they were going to always run more they're going to do more of those RPOs and never really throw it way downfield um However, with Garoppolo back under center, I feel like that's really going to help Debo and it's really going to help IU going forward. Um, Another interesting news was uh, Davis Price, the running back, suffered a high ankle sprain in that game. So just once again, San Francisco's running backs can't stay healthy. Um, So obviously you still have Jeff Wilson Jr., um, but you might want to start looking at picking up Jordan Mason. Um, He's now got that number two job. And, you know, so he's going to still see carries, you know, we had Wilson had 18 carries this week. Price had 14 carries. Um, So they do like to still split that, you know, backfield. They like that running back by committee. So Mason immediately bumps in value here. Uh, So definitely something to watch for. We also got to see the um, premiere of Kenneth Walker. And granted, San Francisco, we always know, has a, a tough defense. They were able to stop everyone on this run game, but he, you know, four carries, 10 yards, two receptions for five yards. Got to see him a little bit, you know, kind of interesting. The uh, Rams-Falcons game, we had a 31-27 here. Uh, pretty pretty good game. Um, Drake London's proved he's that guy. Um, once again, 86 yards, touchdown, two-point conversion. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on in Atlanta You spent a fourth round pick last year on Kyle Pitts, and he's this generational player that you hear about and you watch him. I mean, last year he even set records, but he has four catches for 38 yards. Four catches. They have got to get him involved in the offense. And the coach comes out and says, I don't care about your fantasy. We're trying to win games. To win games, you put the ball in your playmaker's hands. You got Drake London. You have Kyle Pitts. Give them the ball. Um, The Bengals. Um, The Bengals are the one that's surprising me here. Coming off a, uh, you know, runner-ups in the Super Bowl. They still have Burrow. Mixon. You know, returning Higgins chase. You think this offense is just going to be crazy. But now we have, what, five interceptions, I think it was, last week for Burrow. This week only 199 yards um Jamar Chase even only had 54 yards Higgins only 71 yards it was a very poor performance um Mitchell Trubisky and Cooper Rush now have beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals uh they have started the season 0-2 uh I definitely don't think it's going to stay that way but you know Hayden Hurst is still showing he's a great you know doing a great tight end things for them he's he makes some of those great little first down conversions for him so definitely someone to watch out for um Houston, Denver. Not a lot happened in this game. Damian Pierce did get the bulk of the carries. They got him a lot more involved. He had 15 carries this game for you know 69 yards. So he didn't really do a lot with them. But you know it was good to see. Arizona, Las Vegas. Man, what a game that was! If you were watching it, it was just a complete blowout. At one point, it was like 23 to six. Uh, Las Vegas. Kyler Murray and them come back, get a two-point conversion. You know, go right it to the end of the game. They score a touchdown in the final seconds with no time on the clock. Two-point conversion goes in, and you know they go into overtime. They come up, they win the toss, can't do anything with it. Then you come out, they um, throw the ball to Hunter Renfro. He gets hit, fumbles. Vegas recovers again, no big deal. Next play, another ball thrown to Renfro, hit again, fumbles again. This time to the house, and. In overtime, Arizona wins. Um, The big one here was James Conner did get injured. Um, It doesn't look like it's going to be serious or long-term, but if uh, Eno Benjamin or uh, Daryl Williams are out there for you, definitely some guys to look into if you uh, need help at the running back position. Um, If they're out there, definitely guys you want to look look at. Chicago uh, Green Bay Uh, Aaron Rodgers got a little more on track here he did have 234 yards two touchdowns Aaron Jones though was the big one you know everyone was talking about the split and how you know he's nothing anymore week one was bad comes out with 15 carries for 132 yards with a rushing touchdown catches three balls uh 38 yards and another touchdown you know he had a killer game uh AJ Dillon was a little silent big thing here Justin Fields throws 11 passes they're down majority of the game. They score the opening drive and have a lead, and it's the only lead they had in the game. And then 11 passes is all Justin Fields throws. Um, they got to figure out something there. Um, you know, Either they don't trust him, he's not the guy, or they've got to learn to trust him and let him air it out. Um, then here on Monday night, uh, the Buffalo Bills, as we know, they're a dominant force. They come out and make Tennessee look like a bunch of uh, college kids, 41-7. to 7 biggest one there you know um no running backs really did anything for buffalo we expect that stefan Diggs, though 148 yards three touchdowns i mean he's an absolute animal and you know we we always know he's going to be good um right now there's still about four minutes left in the fourth of the philly um, vikings game as i'm recording this And Jalen Hurts has just been balling out. 26 of 31 for 333 yards. Touchdown. He did throw an interception. And um, it looks like two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders has been running the ball pretty well. Devonta Smith is 7 for 7 for 80 yards. It's good to see. A.J. Brown, you know, a little quiet here tonight. Um, You know, he only has... uh, Five receptions for 69 yards, no touchdowns. But, you know, still a pretty good game for him. But, man, Jefferson, he's the quiet one tonight. Five for 11. 11 balls thrown his way. Only been able to pull in five for 43 yards. Um, So, you know, going to kind of see how that one ends out. But it looks like Philly's definitely going to go to 2-0 here. Big one I wanted to talk about, though, with you guys here, like I said, is going to be the Colts-Jags game where the Colts, who I thought were going to be a team this year, come out and tie Houston week one. Now we have Jacksonville week two, another must win game since we've already just tied one in the division and we come out and throw up an absolute goose egg. Our offensive line couldn't block anything out of the 30 dropbacks that Trevor Lawrence had. We pressured him on three of those dropbacks. We have arguably one of the best running backs in football who This game still rushes for six yards per carry and only gets the ball nine times. And only one reception thrown his way. Like, we had no receivers this game. I get it. However, the coaches, Ballard, everyone has said how this receiving core is going to be it. We're good to go. We don't need to sign a veteran. We don't need anyone. But as soon as Pittman's hurt, we have nobody that can catch the ball. Like, Doolin, Patman, who was, you know, brought up. Kiki, you know, like... uh, Paris Campbell just disappears. I don't understand what's happening there with this team, and it just it it's disheartening. It, it literally is very disheartening to me because I don't know what this team can do going forward. Um, we have to have a look in the mirror. Um, I'm not gonna lie; I've been screaming "fire Frank" this whole time, and that 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 hurts to say. But they've got to make some changes, and You know, Friday we don't practice, we do a walkthrough, and Sunday that's what it looked like. It looked like we did a walkthrough in the game. You know, they've said it time and time again, you practice, or you play like you practice, and that's exactly what we did. And it's just, it's it's disgusting, it's ugly, it's hideous. And if they don't change, man, it's going to be a long season for me. But that being said, I went a little longer than I needed to on all that. That was definitely more than like a two-minute rundown. But uh, I, I ain't got to talk to you guys in a while, so I wanted to kind of break it down a little more. As far as some waiver wire pickups, I already talked about him, but Jimmy G. Um, he's definitely one you're going to want to go out there and get. Uh, he's he's only rostered in 1% of the leagues. You know, obviously we all thought Trey Lance was the guy. Um, and, yeah, he he's definitely one you need to go after. Carson Wentz, still only rostered in 56%. And he now leads the league. I believe it is in air yards uh, or in passing yards before um, these Monday night games started tonight. Um, so that's definitely one you're going to want to look at. Raheem Mostert. He, uh, granted, that's a committee who knows who it's going to be, but he's only owning 51% of the leagues, and he was the uh, stud uh, for Miami this week. I already mentioned um, Benjamin and Williams. Like I said, uh, definitely, guys, I'm looking at. Al Jair finally got some look there um, with Damian Williams going on the IR. So definitely ones that I would kind of think about. Um, Nelson Aguilar, he's only rostered in like 0.6% of leagues. And he had a huge game. If you watched during the preseason, he was one of the big guys to make big plays for him. And he came out and had a great game um, for New England. And that's what they really need is someone to step up to the plate there. Uh, So someone to definitely look at. Um, You got Michael Gallup and Noah Brown, um, also hardly rostered. um, Some great guys to look at. And then Curtis Samuel still isn't only rostered in under 70% of leagues. He definitely needs to be one that you're rostering. Um, Tight end position, such a weak position this year. I mean, it's every year, but this year just seems even worse. Um, Logan Thomas, Evan Ingram, some big guys that I'm looking at um, that I would definitely say that you guys need to be going out there and grabbing. Um, Obviously, uh, like I said, this went a little longer than I wanted to, but I just I haven't got to talk to you guys in a long time and had a lot of news and especially wanted to talk about some of that cult disaster. Um, but I miss you guys. I've just got a lot of family stuff going on. I'm still trying to help. I get stats and stuff to Caleb. I'm still working behind the scenes, and I'm still trying to be here with you guys. Um, I'll still be able to make some appearances from time to time, but just know that I miss you guys, and I appreciate everyone that listens in from week to week. And I hope you guys are killing it in fantasy. Let us know. You know, if you have any questions, you have start sits, feel free to message us. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, You know, anything. If if, if you guys have our number, hit us up. Like, we want to talk to you. We want to help you guys, you know, improve. Um, Plus, we just like talking football. But uh, that's pretty much going to be it, guys. Um, And I'll talk to you guys uh, whenever I'm back again. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm the heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood, I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah, I feel like a monster. And I'm just in the haunts show